When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Star Trek takes on racism in today's episode of Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 70, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield, which aired on January 10, 1969, and occurred on Stardate 5730.2. Story synopsis. The Federation Starship Enterprise is on a mission to help decontaminate the polluted atmosphere of the planet Arianus when sensors detect a Federation shuttlecraft that was reportedly stolen reported stolen. The craft is brought along with its alien pilot who identifies himself as Loki, a political refugee from the planet Sharon. Loki's most striking feature is that his skin is black on one side of his body and white on the other side, and he claims to be a political refugee from Sharon. Shortly thereafter, sensors detect another spacecraft in pursuit of the Enterprise. The alien craft destroys itself, or rather disintegrates, but not before its pilot, Beale, transports to the Enterprise Bridge. He is colored black and white, similar to Loki. Beale explains that he is on a mission to retrieve political traitors. His current quarry is Loki, who has been chasing for 50,000 Earth years. Beale is taken to Loki, and the two begin to argue about the history of their peoples, almost coming to blows. Beale demands that Captain Kirk take him and Loki to Sharon. Kirk refuses, telling him he will have to make his case to Federation authority. Sometimes later, the ship changes course to Sharon, and Beale announces that his will has taken control of the ship. Loki demands the death of Beale, and Kirk orders them both to be taken to the brig. Unfortunately, a force field generated by both aliens makes that impossible. With no other way to regain control, Kirk threatens to destroy the Enterprise and begins the ship's auto-destruct sequence. In the last seconds of the countdown, Beale relents, and the ship is returned to its course to Arianus. As Bill continues angrily to press his matter with Starfleet, he reveals the source of the conflict with Loki. He and the people of Sharon are black on their right sides, while Loki's people are white on their right sides. The distinction is lost on the ship's officers, who leave it for the legal authorities at the next starbase to decide what to do. Once the Arianus mission is completed, Bill takes control of the Enterprise again, this time disabling the self-destruct system. When the ship arrives at Sharon, Spock can find no sign of intelligent life. Loki and Beale realize they were the only ones left of their peoples. Enraged, they attack each other, their force fields threatening to damage the ship. Loki breaks away and Beale pursues him, and the two eventually beam down to the now-destroyed planet. So what's the fun fact for this episode? According to the original, or rather the Memory Alpha listing on this episode, 
The original story concept did not depict the aliens with bicolored skin. Fred Friedberger, the producer, recalled that Gene Kuhn originally had a devil with a tail chasing an angel. Episode director Judd Taylor came up with the idea of a bicolored skin shortly after the episode began filming. His original suggestion was that they be half black, half white, one color from the waist up and the other color from the waist down, but wearing reversed color schemes. The central idea stuck, but the colors were finally separated along the vertical axis rather than the horizontal. This made for uh, better filming and also made costuming much easier. It was an interesting reaction and reception to this episode. Fred Freiberg, the producer, stated this was one of the most, or rather one of the episodes he was most proud of. However, Harlan Ellison thought the episode a terrible one with a weak message. He said, quote, Rodberry may have been a big deal progressive, but I never heard of him giving a dime to the civil rights movement. Now, I don't know what his personal attitude was because he was always talking about the perfectibility of mankind, which is BS, and talking about equality. But it was a very awkward kind of liberalism, as evidenced by that stupid stunt where people are painted half white and half black, kind of heavy-handed wannabe liberal thing that embarrasses everyone, anyone who has true feelings about racism. I must say that having grown up in the uh, segregated and then racial South, uh, I found this episode to be extremely powerful. The hatred that is portrayed is in many ways what I grew up with. I went to segregated schools until the time I was in high school. And unfortunately, we have that kind of blatant racism, uh, again, brought by Donald Trump and his ilk. So uh, the scourge of racism still exists. It really is brought forward in this episode. And I hope you'll watch this episode and think about the invidiousness of racism and what it can do and does do to destroy a civilization. So what are the three compliance takeaways for today? Uh, I found this episode incredibly prescient in view of the tragedies that befell the communities of El Paso and Dayton over the weekend with uh, racial hatred um, leading to mass murders and massacres of uh, people. And as a compliance officer, what are your responsibilities to keep your stakeholders safe. So obviously your employees are your stakeholders, but what about your customers? If you're Walmart, uh, what do you do uh, for safety? What do you do in a state like Texas where it is legal, and let me repeat, legal, to march into a store with an automatic um, assault rifle? It's not illegal until you begin shooting people. So how do you protect against that? What about your employees? Do your employees feel safe at work? Uh, At the gym this morning, they put up a new sign that no bags were allowed um, past the locker room now. So um, how do you keep your employees safe? And that is falling uh, more on compliance now because you have to be aware of red flags in social media. Do you, are you aware of what your employee base is saying? Um, Are you aware of the uh, political statements made by your employees, which could incite violence in themselves or others? Uh, These are incredibly difficult questions, but unfortunately in the not only age of Trump, but also in um, assault weapons being legal, 
uh, in the United States. It's the reality of what you have to do. It also brings up the next point, which is uh, both Loki and Beale are very uh, loose with the truth, at least as uh, the rest of the world seems to understand it, in terms of trying to get what they want. So are you doing business with ethical companies? Are you doing business in um, a way that's going to uh, get you into trouble? If you are a vendor to Walmart, um, if you are purchasing Walmart products, does that in any way negatively impact you? We've seen a series of employee walkouts, strikes, and other concerted action from mattress makers who were supplying the uh, uh, detention and concentration camps on the border to um, employees of Salesforce, Google, and Amazon uh, revolting against uh, the company's work in the family separation policies. So uh, what do you do around employees who boycott your own products and their own work because you're doing business with unethical and he's going forward. So it's something for compliance. I hope you'll join us tomorrow on Trekking Through Compliance where we take a look at the Mark of Gideon. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.